following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Some of y'all never been down south too much. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about this so that you understand what I'm talking about. Down there we have a plant that grows out in the woods and the fields. Looks something like a turnip green. Nearby called it poke salad. Poke salad. <clears throat> Used to know a girl lived down there and she'd go out in the evenings and pick her a mess of it. Care at home and cook it for supper. Cause that's about all they had to eat. They did alright. Down in Louisiana, where the alligators grow so mean. That little dog girl that I swear to the world made the alligators look tame. Poke salad in it. Everybody said it was a shame Cause her mama wasn't working on a chain gang A mean, vicious woman <clears throat> Every day for supper time She'd go down by the truck patch And pick her mess of poke salad Carry it home in a toast sack Poke salad, Annie The gator's got your granny Chomp, chomp, chomp Everybody said it was a shame Cause her mama wasn't working on a chain gang A wretched, spiteful, straight razor tote moment <laughs> Lord, I must pick my mess up got me on welcome to the tom dupree show tony joe white that was good enough to make a mcdonald's commercial out of was it was it really yeah, a McDonald's? Mc, Mc, i don't Mc, remember mcrib remember uh the mcrib they they played that and they'd go chomp 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 oh yes <laughs> we welcome christy maggard to the studio good also. morning how are you I am awesome. It is cold outside. Yeah, it really is. I mean, like, it's fall. It's finally fall in the bluegrass. Yeah, it's been a big drop from, what was it, last uh, Saturday, 87 degrees to 40 degrees this morning. Oh, it might have been oh, 87, yes, even in the morning. I think it got up to the 90s, maybe. It yeah, was hot. It and sure was. Humid. 
Yeah, it's uh it's a lot cooler today. Um I uh let me read my psalm here. I always like to mm-hmm. start off with that. Psalm 30, King's James Version. I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down into the pit. Sing to the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness, for his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. I cried to the Lord, and the Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. O Lord, be thou my helper. The people down in Florida, I've I've become increasingly concerned about um, this area and anything we can do to help them. Uh, The the people that have had this... um, terrible um hurricane hit him um see according to the uh miami herald governor rick spot scott speaking to reporters was cautious not to be too optimistic i don't think we know enough he says we've got to finish search and rescue the other thing on top of that, a lot of people get hurt afterwards. That's why we talk about it. Make sure you know how to use a generator. Don't put it inside your house. Be careful with all the chainsaws and don't touch down power lines. There's people who've got trees all in their houses and and they're cut off from... from they're cut off from even the news to yeah. know what to not to do. They, they don't have any power. They have uh, obviously no internet. No way to charge their cell phones. Um, I'm glad they instilled a curfew in certain areas also just to help people get in, get home, be safe before it gets dark. And also right. to help with people taking advantage of, of loitering. Yeah, um, of looting. Looting. Loitering. <laughs> looting, yes. This is in the New York Times. Um, it was two days after Hurricane Michael and Eddie Foster was pushing his mother in a wheelchair down a thoroughly smashed street. This is in Panama City, Florida. Uh, his face creased with a concentrated dose of the frustration and fear that has afflicted much of the Florida panhandle since the brutal storm turned its coast to rubble. He was in a working-class neighborhood called Millville where many residents say they were becoming desperate for even basic necessities. Mr. Foster, 60 years old, and his 99-year-old mother had no car, no electricity. The food had spoiled in his refrigerator. The storm had ripped off large sections of his roof. He had no working plumbing to flush with, no water to drink. And as of Friday afternoon, he had seen no sign of government help. What can I do, he said. I'm not angry. I just want some help. This was the problem that government officials were racing to solve on Friday as desperation grew in and around Panama City under a burning hot sun. 
Long lines formed for gas and food, and across the battered coastland, those who were poor, trapped, and isolated sent out pleas for help. You know, kind of gets into this idea of how much can government really do for people. Um, You know, we saw in Katrina um, people just helpless down in New Orleans. And there have been other cases also of, of when people just get um, disabled by a, a, a storm like this, what are what are the limits of and the availabilities of, of the government? How much can the government really do? That's a great question. I, I think it comes down to also what is the expectation on the individual to take care of themselves before the storm hits? Right. You know, I think a lot of people think, I'm going to play two sides. A lot of people think that, oh, it's not going to be that bad. I'm going to stay put. But then a lot of people have no place to go, too. Yeah. I mean, so what are they supposed to do if they can't afford to go stay in a hotel or they don't have relatives in a state or they don't eat? Maybe they do have relatives in a neighboring state or a couple towns away, but they don't have a car to get there. That's right. So, I I mean, it's a really good question because is that the government's responsibility to put these people on buses and take them to a shelter? I I don't know. How much money can the government ultimately, in other words, right? How 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 much can the government afford to do? Right. How much? Well, how much have you earmarked, if any, right. for these natural disasters? And you know, it 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 is a big question, and it's something that also it takes. How much can the state do on a state level? You know, for their government or even the local government and the local services that um, the different community services that are already put in place. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if you can turn to a lot of these schools, so you can't even put people in gyms because the schools, the roofs were tor- torn off. Were torn off of them. Right. So it is It is a problem. And I, I hate to say this, but I think that these problems aren't going to go away. Natural Mother nature and natural disasters are I mean, we could have gonna... something like that here in Kentucky, you right. know, and, and what we seem to be pretty immune from it. We're not on the coast. Uh, we're not in a high earthquake area. Um, type zone Mm -mm. tornadoes would be i guess yeah tornadoes uh, ice we've had ice storms that have those can be crippling right debilitated our city so um it's just it's just a terrible thing um well like i was telling you you know you've been engaged in something here lately uh that Mm -hmm. is uh casting for you a, a, an eye on a lot of government services and things like that you're in, you're enrolled in the leadership Lexington yes program. sir which I'm very thankful to you and Dupree financial group for letting me do that yeah I like that letting 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 that's letting and uh Forcing. So, no I, I willingly wanted to do this leadership Lexington is a program that is um, put on by commerce Lexington and I encourage everyone to, to be a part of Commerce Lexington, which is to encourage business and economic growth in Lexington and around Lexington. But anyways, it's a, a Leadership Lexington is a program um, that um, you uh, apply and are uh, selected to be a part of. And there's 50 people in my class, and we are learning about the different aspects that make up our great city. And so right. this past month has been Public Safety Month. And so... Right. A couple of weeks ago, I rode around with a, a police officer in the central sector um, during the second shift. So right. I was there from 4 a, uh, p.m. till 2 a.m. 
And then uh, Thursday of this week, we actually had a public safety day. Yeah. And we got to meet with our police chief and our fire chief, which um, fantastic to have their time. We got to meet with uh, judges and um, Commonwealth attorney. And um, we even got to go to the training facilities for the, both the police and fire. And ultimately, we went to the detention center. Yeah. So talking about um, people that sometimes get put in situations because of, let's say, I mean, let's say something has happened in their life, like a natural disaster or right. something that puts them, maybe they're, they're, they could be good people, but they've done a bad thing. Right. Just like that. What was that? Bloodline? We're, we're good. We're a good family, but we just did a bad thing. Did you watch that show? No. Oh, it was really good. Anyways, digress. And so we were at the detention center, which was very eye opening experience mm-hmm. for me. I had no idea, um, what that was like, the smells, the the structure, seeing these men and women um, behind, it was not bars, it's glass, really. And it um, mm-hmm. really impacted me, and I've really been thinking about it since Thursday, since going, mm-hmm. because it was a full, this sounds really corny, but it was a total, bo- total body experience. I mean, psychologically, yeah. physically, um, and emotionally, yeah. and I'm very thankful for those opportunities that even going on the ride around and seeing what our police and, and fire and EMS put up, put, not put up with, but right. experience on a daily basis. We need to take oh, a yes, break of here. Course. So <laughs> let's do it. It is the Tom Dupree show news radio, six thirty WLAP. The midterms, October baseball, politics, candy, community, severe weather, pumpkin spice, conversation, (laughs) awesome life, life's information station, every facet of life, News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Do you understand your retirement savings and investments? Do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them after you retire without diminishing the principal? If you haven't thought about these things, you should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, give us a call at 859-233-0400. We'll give you an honest assessment what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. suitcase trying to find a warm place to spend the night a heavy rain of falling seems I hear your voice calling it's all right a rain and out in Georgia a rain Back on the Tom Dupree show. Back to this uh, thing of, of the Hurricane Michael victim. Um, it's, you know, Salvation Army, uh, 
there's the American Red Cross. Um, these things, maybe somebody's church is getting ready to do something. Um, whatever can be done to help these victims is a good thing because, um, but the, the big problem is uh, so many of them are cut off and you got these little towns and places out in the country down in the Florida panhandle where uh, people are just cut off from uh, mm-hmm. knowing how to communicate with anybody. Um, to even let people know that they need resources. Yeah, the, 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 to know that they need help. And, uh, of course, they'll be without power for some time. Um, you know, it, it, these things just uh, really concern me. Um because you feel kind of powerless during a time like this to help people. And, um, you know, you ask yourself, well, should they have prepared better or this or that? But that's, that's a stupid question. When, it, when, when you get to where, you know, the problem exists, what good does it do to look in hindsight and say? Uh, right. And I'm sure there are, I'm sure knowing our government that they, you know, look back on other natural disasters and see what did what went right, what went wrong. You know, I think of all the stuff that was going on in Texas. What that was less than two years ago, and uh, Harvey, Harvey, and last it, year. Yeah, you, you, everyone knows these names. You say Katrina, and then I think of Hugo that was there when I was in North Carolina. And you, you don't, you don't forget. And hopefully, that people do. Learn from the previous mistakes or or the things that went that they did that did go right, so that they don't make those mistakes in the future. And you're right. I think always it goes back to helping people get out of those situations or helping them evacuate. Um, <clears throat> but the cleanup is the biggest part. The aftermath is, yeah, is the, the hardest part. That you you can't you can't prepare for that, and only in the sense of it's going to do destruction. And how best do you? How best are you prepared to clean it up and, and get people back together, this their is, lives back this together? This is a story from Panama City. Uh, Ashley and Cody Shields bought a house in June and were transforming it into the dream home that, where one day they would hope to raise their children. The remodeling was about halfway complete mm. when Hurricane Michael roared ashore. They rode out the storm with Mr. Shields' parents and then emerged into the debris-strewn streets and threaded their way through a tanger of fallen trees to reach their property. It was gone. or It had blown apart. The roof was gone, the windows were shattered, and insulation lay everywhere. All that remained was a slab of concrete and some brick siding. You know, I, I don't know what that would feel like I've to, to see uh, your house and something you've worked for just, just blown apart like that. Uh, that's just that's just devastating. So let me ask you this question. <clears throat> I've never built a house. So during that building phase, I guess most people or I mean I don't know their their financial background have some sort of insurance. I mean does insurance yeah, tell me how that I'm insurance sure that kicks in at It depends, it depends on I guess. whether it whether it insures you against what's called acts of God, uh, hurricane insurance, uh, right? That would be, that would depend on what's in the policy itself. Because the, I'm sure you have a policy on I'm building this home. Yeah, <laughs> and right. you know to. I'm sure I'm not sure of anything. Right. But I, right. I would think there's a possibility that they'll get hurricane uh, insurance or 
some sort of proceeds back from the sale of their uh, or from the loss of their house. Right. But, uh, but not everybody has insurance. Yeah, that's true. You, you know, you just don't know. <laughs> right. But I just was, that was kind of not a silly question, but I've just never built a house. So I didn't know what that during that process of building, even in, you know, here in, in, in Kentucky, as you're building a house, yeah, could, you know, what, what happens to it? could be it. something happened here, hurricane or tornado. Or that right, kind of thing. right, right. So that was just kind of my question on the. Yeah, I didn't answer it very well. <laughs> well, you, I, you got, you understand what I was saying is I just did not know. Yeah, on, the, right. fl- on the flip side of this too is, um. The impact long term is that whole area is a destination place for people oh, going on vacation, and the tourism dollars mm-hmm. that's going to be lost yep. in that area, and how long they're going to be able to recover and everything. That's right. We, Horrible. We were already planning to go to Wilmington to Wrightsville Beach next summer, and yeah. that had been hit, you know, pretty hard from the previous hurricane. And so, you know, I we were already saying, okay, we need to. Go online and see what is going to be available. what's available, and because I want to put money back in North Carolina, that's a right. special place to me. And I'm, we're just talking off air. You know, um, there's other other states besides Florida that are being impacted by the storm. My my family's without power in North Carolina because Michael came up through the Panhandle and then you know became a tropical storm, and then I guess became right. a wind and rainstorm or whatever. And so um, there's. Over 100,000 people without power in Guilford County, and my dad's one of them. So it, Right now. Right now. From from Hurricane Michael, not yes, from sir. Hurricane Florence. Right. I mean, they got impacted from Florence, but they didn't lose. I think they lost their power for like half a day or something like that. But right. this is now, we're going on two and a half days, three days. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's going to take a long time to get things back to normal if there is such a thing as normal. And lots of places on the coast have suffered. Texas suffered from Harvey. Right. So you know, uh, sometimes a song needs singing. Anyway, send prayers to those people down yes, there. Absolutely. Stay with us. You are listening to the I Tom the Dupree Show with Christy Maggard. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Laura Trump. Please join my father-in-law, President Donald Trump, for a rally Saturday, October 13th at 7 p.m. at the Alumni Coliseum in Richmond. Doors open at 4 p.m. Get your free tickets online at www.donaldjtrump.com. With control of Congress at stake this election year, showing your support for the president is more important than ever. Together, we can make America great again. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Paid for by Donald J. Trump for President, Inc. Revelation 7, 9 through 10 says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. And they cry out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This scripture to me is a beautiful picture of all races, languages, and ethnicities worshiping God together. I believe this is God's dream for his people. Jesus told us to pray that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're not perfectly there yet at Trinity Hill, but we do have believers from over 40 nations who are members of our church, and our worship services more and more reflect God's dream. Are you interested in worshiping in a church like this? I'm Steve Drury, Senior Pastor of the Trinity Hill United Methodist Church located at the corner of Tate's Creek and Armstrong Mill Roads. 
I hope you will come and worship with us this Sunday. President Trump says he plans to call Saudi's king, quote, at some point to discuss the alleged killing of journalist and Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. He walked into a Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Turkey, October 2nd and has not been seen since. ABC's Julia McFarlane has more on reports that he was killed by a Saudi hit squad. According to the Washington Post, Turkish officials claim that they have proof, audio and video recordings of the murder inside the consulate. The Post quoting a source saying, you can hear his voice and the voices of men speaking Arabic. You can hear how he was interrogated, tortured and then murdered. American pastor Andrew Brunson has been released from Turkey and is expected to arrive in Washington later today. He's en route from Germany where he had a stop. He's scheduled to meet with President Trump. A Turkish court convicted him of terrorism-related charges but sentenced him to time served. And 17 people now confirmed dead in several states from Hurricane Michael. Search and rescue crews still searching for victims along the Florida panhandle. I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. As we head into your Saturday afternoon, we'll see cloud cover decreasing from west to east. That's the good news. We're nice and dry as well. Mostly sunny skies. Yes, they'll eventually take over as we climb deeper into the afternoon hours. Now, temperature-wise, we are on the chilly side as highs only top out in the low to mid-50s. For tonight, partly cloudy skies will hang around. It's a cold night out there. Temperature-wise, we're dropping off into the lower 40s. For your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP, I'm WKYT meteorologist Chris Johnson. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Walk into any jewelry store around here and ask to see a selection of certified diamonds, and you know what they'll say? They'll say they don't really keep many diamonds in stock, but that they can bring one in for you in a few days. Hey, it's Tom Leach, the voice of the Wildcats, and the fact is most jewelry stores here don't specialize in diamonds, so they have to rely on brokers and dealers in getting their selection on a consignment. But savvy shoppers in Lexington know there's a better, smarter way to buy a diamond. It's Genesis Diamonds in Louisville. Genesis Diamonds is a diamond superstore. They eat, sleep, and breathe diamonds. They have enough diamonds to supply up to 30 ordinary stores. They have relationships with the diamond cutters that go back for decades. And because Genesis is Kentucky's direct importer, they can easily beat anyone else's price, period. So whatever you do, don't buy a diamond until you see the incredible difference at Genesis Diamonds. It is so worth the drive to Louisville for the selection you need and the value you deserve. Official jeweler of the Wildcats, Genesis Diamonds on Shelbyville Road in Louisville. Community Action Council is changing the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program registration process to save you time. You must now schedule an appointment to receive LIHEAP benefits. Starting October 22nd, schedule an appointment online at comaction.org or call 859-300-6960. That's 300-6960 to set up your appointment to receive energy assistance. This will reduce wait times in the lobby and allow Community Action Council to serve you better. 630 WLAP. I have never been to San Francisco, but I believe a thing has happened there. All them things I'm hearing about San Francisco. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. All right, Christy, you know, you've done a little research and. This discussion about people displaced by natural disasters and things like that um, leads us into a discussion of 
retirement and the cost that uh, that people face in retirement. Um, this is another thing where you know it seems like we've been so conditioned. Government has gotten so large and so intrusive into people's lives that a lot of people think, well, uh, Social Security will take care of me. I'll be fine, and they don't have to worry about it. And uh, you've done some research that shows that it's a lot different than that. It is, and I, that's one of the things that I wanted to come on and talk about today was just, you know, we help people plan for retirement. That is, that is, and then live to pre-financial and, and be able to live in retirement and um, be able to hopefully enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's what we, we want to take the anxiety and stress as, as much as we can. I mean, right. we can't we can't eliminate it all, but we want to be able to help people um, be realistic about it, and we want to be honest uh, about what what it's going to be like. And so, we've started having conversations about the cost, the actual cost to to be able to retire, and what it is going to be. And right. so, yes, yeah, so I did some research, and um, one of the the first articles that I found was that um, it is going to take roughly. $3,800 a month. Now, this is like if you, I guess, were going to retire today. So we're not, we don't know what the estimates will be if you're going to retire 10 years or 20 years from now. But I thought this was a good baseline just to start. Um, the expenses would total about 3800 a month on average. And um, that is a lot of money yeah. for people to live. And so this article actually breaks it down by spending into different categories. And, and, and there's seven major categories that retirement age people would spend on money. So I'll kind of go quickly through them. Housing, and then we're going to dial down a little bit further after that. Housing is 1300 a month because you, you may have paid off your mortgage, but then there is still categories for um uh, uh, property taxes, maintenance, maintenance insurance, repairs. So if right. you're going to plan on living at home, even though if your house is paid off and not everyone's house is paid off, you still have expenses. Right. Transportation. I thought this was a really good one. $567 on average for people 65 or older is transportation costs. Because, okay, gas, insurance, right. maintenance on that car. Again, things that you need to think about. Healthcare, $499. This is still with some financial assistance, but you're still going to have to pay some stuff for your prescriptions. I mean, you know, healthcare costs once you retire right. go up drastically. Food, another $483. Maybe you can spend, a, it says that they spend a little bit, 20% less than the average household does on food once you've gotten to 65. Maybe because you're doing more home cooking because you're retired. Right. Or you're going to those early bird specials. Um, personal insurance, pension, $237. Cash contributions. Um, they said actually when people, retirees, Become a little bit more generous, maybe in in their older age. Um, decide to to give away. So that's a, it allocated two hundred two dollars, and then entertainment wraps up the seventh uh, category at one hundred and ninety seven dollars. So that is for you know, just entertainment, going to the movie, watching what you're spending. I <laughs> right, mean, that, that is creating a budget. Yeah, and that's still thirty eight hundred dollars. That's right. So you know, and maybe if you're if you're a, a couple. You know, it's thirty eight hundred for a single person, and let's say let's say half of that because you're spending the same cost on the car and the insurance. So let's you could even say five fifty. I'd say fifty five hundred dollars for a couple, right? Because they're going to live under the same house, share the same car, and that's what a lot of people tell us. And so, <clears throat> when you're looking at that kind of thing, so you're looking at maybe income from Social Security and other sorts of things. 
By the way, is John still on? <laughs> okay, John Short called in. He wants to talk. John, how are you? I'm blessed. How's about saying, how you doing? Good. Good morning, John. Good morning, Chrissy. John, what's going on today? No, no football game. <laughs> no, there isn't. And 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 sad what happened. But the Hurricane Michael in Florida is something that shouldn't happen anyway. And those deaths is way too many. Yeah. Yeah. Sure is, but that's one of those things that we don't control. Kind of like politics. <laughs> I know it. And it's less great news that Donald Trump's in Massa County campaign for Andy Barr. We need to keep him in there. We need to keep him in there. It's, right. It's urgent. It's an emergency. Emergency. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we need to keep him in there. <laughs> Did you watch uh, um, Big Blue Madness last night? Yeah, a little bit of it. It was good. Right. John, it's still football season. I can't get into basketball. I just can't. <laughs> okay, and... <laughs> Well, that's your problem. Yeah, that's 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 my emergency. That it's still football. Yeah. I know we'll we'll be we're going. We're next can be Vanderbilt by thirty five Vegas next Saturday. Thirty five. That's a lot, John. Yeah, I hope so. Vanderbilt game is nineteen seventy eight. I know time to I don't remember this one. We're going to take you on fifty three to two. Yeah, that was uh, how, what year was that? Nineteen seventy eight. Oh my gosh! Right. Is that the worst we ever beat them? Is that, that I remember? Yep. Yeah. You would know, John. And we lost to Tennessee 29 to 14, and Tennessee made five field goals in that game. The, the Kentucky lost to Tennessee that year? Yeah, 29 to 14, because Tennessee kicked five field goals. Surprise. I mean, we, for a long time, lost to Tennessee. What were the, ga- what were the scores of the games that we played Tennessee during the Peyton Manning era? Do you remember that? Oh, that's a good you know, question. One was lost 34 to 31. The others were kind of blowout. Because they just blow us out. Yeah. Most be in 95. If Jess Speedy hadn't gotten hurt, we would have won that game. What about when we when Couch was there? What how we how those were high scoring games, I feel like. Yeah, but we still didn't beat Tennessee. Oh no, I know we didn't, but I feel Couch. like there was Yeah, we just got blown out when Couch was was there too, yeah. We just we just kinda got beat and then And don't forget we got Michael Savage's new book and hope it's an audio version. Yeah. We'll kind of keep an eye open for it. Okay, now, I would not ban anybody from Fox News. He needs to be on Fox News. We need Rick Roberts, Robert Carey, Jerome Dust, Manskin, Tiffany Quinn. They need to be on Fox News. Jerome Corse needs to be on Fox News. And so is Alice Jones. And they're, they're not on Fox News. To me, they're banned from Fox News, and that's not good. No, it's not. Well, John, you're a great American. You're a great American. And, <laughs> and I call it... And, and the handy needs to keep his highlight over 24 hours a day. That, it takes about two hours for that mailbox to get filled up. It needs to keep it over 24 hours a day. A lot All of right. people want to stay on there. We'll make sure we, they know that. All right, John. Okie dokie. Take care. Thank you. All right. I'm not sure I knew what he was talking about at the end. but I don't know if somebody's mailbox is full. Yeah. Something about Sean Hannity's mailbox. That's <laughs> oh, okay. All I That's, yeah. 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 Well. That's what it was. Back to this discussion about <laughs> retirement. Yes. Uh, you got some other stuff there you wanted to discuss. Yes. So when we're talking about um, another daunting factoid when we're talking about retirement is that this study just came out, and this was on CNBC yesterday, that 74% of Americans planning are planning to work past traditional retirement age. So uh, that's an interesting fact, that people are feeling that they are going to have to work longer because they're not going to be able to afford 
the lifestyle or the living and or they're working longer also because they want to have insurance. Yeah. Which, you know, they want to have uh, the, the company they're working for help pay for their insurance as they're aging. They're, right. they, they see their, their health care costs are going up. So that's an interesting fact. And that, that 40 percent, the study says that 40 percent of Americans in the middle class will face poverty in retirement. Wow. Which is crazy to yeah, think about. Middle class, 40 percent of middle class. If you're in the middle class right now, 40% of us would be in poverty by when we are entering into mm. retirement. So that's why it's important. And, and so I took it then another step further. We were talking about, okay, so where are we going to live? If we're talking that it's going to be, you know, on average $3,800 per person to live in retirement. Not everyone's going to be able to afford to live at home. Right. And also maybe their health care, uh, their health is going to make them they need to have assistance in, in living. So I, I started thinking about, well, we have a lot of uh, veterans in, 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 that are a part of our community in Kentucky. And so I went specifically for Kentucky. I mean, we have veterans everywhere, think, thankfully. But we have veterans in Kentucky. And there are four. So I wanted to see, okay, well, where could our veterans go? Because a lot of people think, well, I'm just going to go and I'm a, I'm a veteran and I'm going to be able to be taken care of. There's, a, there's four hospitals or veterans' homes here in Kentucky. I don't know if more are being built. But – Eastern Kentucky, which is would be closest to us, Eastern Kentucky Veterans Center, has a 120-bed long-term care facility. Mm-hmm. We have 120 people probably retiring, if not two or three times that, on a daily basis. Right. And how many of those people are going to be veterans? So there's another one, Thomas Hood Veterans Center. It's That's a two, in Wilmore. Okay, 285. I'm just wanting to give you these no- numbers. There's another one, Western Kentucky has a 156 long-term bed facility. And then a Radcliffe Veteran Center has 120. Yeah. Tom, I, I don't I can't do math off the top of my head, especially when I'm on the air, but I mean that's less than a thousand beds. Yeah. And the and these are for our veterans. So where so there's there's veterans hospitals are gonna be full. I mean, I'm talking like this is something that we need to be talking about. How are we gonna take care of our aging population? Right. And that's just veterans. I mean, I, I don't even know about government-assisted nursing homes. So I took it one step further and said, okay, you're not a veteran. Um, maybe you have a little bit of savings, so you're gonna, you think that you're going to be able to go to a, nice, a, a nicer non-government nursing home. Right. So I looked, let's say, dialed it directly into Lexington, Kentucky. Sarah Christian Village, the base pricing, which includes one meal per day. Mm-hmm. This was on their website, so this is nothing I made up. One-bedroom suite. Is three thousand seventy nine dollars per month. Yeah, there goes your thirty eight hundred. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Brookdale and Richmond Place. Um, they they I don't even know how they. This is the Richmond Place Brookdale Senior Living, which has been there for a while. The also the misleading information. It says basic monthly service rate one thousand to ten thousand dollars. What? Who's paying ten thousand yeah, dollars? And so exactly. then in parentheses it puts average twenty nine hundred dollars. Right. Okay. So there's twenty nine hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And that didn't even say anything about food or you know whatever else um i'll we'll take another step for legacy reserve at fritz farm which is out near my neck of the woods this beautiful place they don't even list the prices on their website really so how how expensive is that i mean who who and so then i picked one last one the lafayette you tell i'm getting kind of passionate about this on mason Headley, studio rates start at 1880 a month. So that was the, that's a studio. So studio means, I know this because my grandparents uh, or my grandmother lived in a nursing home for close to 18 years. So I grew up in a nursing home mm-hmm. basically because I would go visit her. And this was in North Carolina. And a studio is means your bedroom and your kitchenette is all in one, you know, there's no privacy. Your living room and bedroom is all the same. 
So that's 1880. So that was the most. Now on my on my simple survey of places to stay in Lexington, right? Not everyone can afford 1880, and I mean that doesn't even include healthcare. They're not paying for your healthcare. They're not paying for your entertainment. I mean, I guess your entertainment at a nursing home might be someone playing piano down in the lobby, or bingo, or bocce ball, or something like that. But Tom, that's that's my passion now. Is we went and spoke, you know, at the Lexington Senior Center this week, which we encourage people. That is a beautiful government facility. Yes. Over on Richmond Road behind the big uh, Southland Christian Church. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I encourage anyone that is a senior to go and check out. Right. And or people who have parents that are entering into that the senior life and it, you know, anyone could go and and uh, we were we've been going there several times and we provide just an opportunity to talk to people about the economy and and answer questions about their retirement and and big general stuff you know that we can answer we don't do one-on-one consultation or anything but we would offer that for people who are interested to come down down to our office but you're talking about government programs there is a there's a program there that is helping people in lexington right and providing them with entertainment and and activity and learning it is it's It's a a beautiful facility thing too we got to take a break oh yes always talkative The Tom Dupree Show with Christy Maggard. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Alexa, I need to know the news. I added to know the news to your shopping list. Oh boy, uh, how about this? Alexa, play News Radio 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. There you go. Wasn't that easier? Wait, what? Nothing. Here's the station you asked for. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Do you understand your retirement savings and investments? Do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them? after you retire without diminishing the principal. If you haven't thought about these things, you should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, give us a call at 859-233-0400. We'll give you an honest assessment of what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. And the moon was on the rise. And all of the creatures in the swamp land had woke up. Back on the Tom Dupree show. So we we haven't discussed financial stuff uh, yet, uh, but we will be getting into it. Uh, I'll I'll talk a little bit about it here now. And uh, with Mike coming in at eight o'clock, uh, we'll we'll talk a good beer, bill, bit more about it. A Friday bounce back 
This is from the Wall Street Journal. A Friday bounce back couldn't stay, save U.S. stocks from their worst week since March as investors reassess the value of American companies in the face of a long-awaited rise in interest rates. So, uh, you know, uh, what we've been seeing is uh, the market beginning to pull back with the rise in the uh, – short-term and longer-term rates. Uh, you've seen the 10-year Treasury bond go to a yield of 3.15. Broad-based selling on Wednesday and Thursday sent the Dow Jones Industrial Average down more than 1,300 points in two sessions, shattering months of steady rises in major indexes. On Friday, the Dow recovered some territory, rising 287 points, or 1.1, to 25,339. Helping to fuel the week's drop was a swift rise in U.S. government bond yields. So the general thinking is, is that when yields rise, interest rates rise, uh, that will affect the stock market. And um, typically it does. Uh, I can think of many periods in history that I've lived through where you had high interest rates and low stock market, the biggest of which was in the early 1980s when uh, interest rates were double digit and uh, the stock market was somewhere around 1,000 on the Dow, you know, quite low on the S&P also. And uh, it uh, it made for the investment uh, landscape was such that all you had to do was buy long-term bonds and you were okay. Now, the stock market was cheap also. We didn't know how cheap things were because at the time they had gotten beaten up so bad that uh, people no longer wanted to hear anything about stocks or bonds. That was the perfect time to buy. And today we have a lot more challenges because we can't, it, it's harder to find uh, things that look cheap. And so uh, investing involves a lot more research and things of that nature. Let's talk a little bit about politics and what's going on here. Um, you got Joe Biden in Kentucky. American values are under assault. By who, Joe? All the attention, and this is in, on the front page of uh, the early Sunday edition, when, when, when you guys bring out uh, allegations 36 years old uh, and, and smoke somebody at the last minute uh, with a, a, a dubious letter from somebody and, and, you know, decide that the guy is guilty till proven innocent, who, uh, whose American values are under assault? Uh, all the attention in one of the most tightly contested congressional races in the country focused Friday on a county that contains only 
1.6% of the voters in Central Kentucky's 6th Congressional District. Democrat nominee Amy McGrath welcomed uh, former VP Joe Biden to Bath County High School. So you got uh, Joe Biden at Bath County, and Donald Trump is coming to Richmond today. It was an interesting article in the Wall Street or in the uh, New York Times. Democrats debate if high road in politics is leading anywhere. So Hillary Clinton came out and said that uh, the Democrats should not take the high road anymore, that uh, uh, violence perhaps is justified until they win the House back. This is a troubling thing when, uh, you know, it, it can undermine the, really the foundation of what we stand for as a country when you're saying that violence and, and things like that are, are potentially justified uh, until you get your way. And this is increasingly what uh, some of these folks have been saying. And I hope it doesn't turn into anything more than just uh, hot air. But uh, that's that's very troubling. Um, in 2016, Michelle Obama's words became the Democrats' defining creed to counter Donald J. Trump's battering ram of presidential campaign. When they go low, we go high. Two years later, the appeal of high seems low. As much as any policy tensions or messaging debate within the party, this question of tone of how to combat Mr. Trump effectively without slipping into a pale imitation is perhaps the central divide of this democratic moment and the next one with the 2020 campaign looming. Well, what they don't like about Trump is that he fights back when they come at him with allegations of every kind of allegation they've come at him with. He, he fights back. I'm not saying he's perfect or that what he does is always something I would agree with, but they've never had a Republican that would actually fight back with the same things that they throw at them. And so, um, you know, politics is rough. It can get very rough at times. And uh, the Democrats don't like that. You know, the Republicans uh, laid down on this uh, spending bill, which I think is why they're having a tough time winning, but are uh, maybe running so close in these polls. But the, the uh, Brett Kavanaugh thing it looks to have totally backfired upon the Democrats. You know, they, they made this underhanded effort to take him out. And, uh, it looks like, uh, that the votes may not go their way in the midterms because of that. Have Mike Johnson in the studio. How are you, sir? Doing fine. Good morning. Hang in there with us. We will be back in just a moment. It's the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. 